You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Do you always use all the food in your fridge? Does the fruit get eaten before it goes off? Or do you find yourself dumping black and squishy bananas? A new book from Oz Harvest called Lenny and the Ants aims to teach children that not all food that seems old or discoloured needs to be thrown in the bin. Author Jessica Chapnick-Khan and CEO and founder of Oz Harvest, Ronnie Khan, join me in the studio now. Jessica, Ronnie, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for sharing our beautiful book. It is a lovely book and, a, and quite a unique one, I would say. I haven't seen anything like this before. Um, let's go to the topic that's underlying this book, which is food waste. Um, how much food waste happens in most Australian homes, Ronnie? So the horrifying figure is that $10 billion worth of food goes to waste every year caused by households. That if households knew how to manage food waste better, the research says we would all save $4,000 a year. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and when we talk specifically about food waste, what are the sorts of things? Is it the fruit and the veg that um, looks like it's going a bit brown or is it other foods? Because I, I think about what goes into our bins and uh, it, it could be a dinner we've cooked two nights before that nobody's eaten the leftovers of or we cooked too much or, you know, and that yeah. ends up yeah. in the bin. Actually, it's both. It is leftovers, and if we don't know how to utilize leftovers best, they tend to go to waste. And definitely it is fruit and vegetables, bread and milk, because things that have a use-by date, we often have forgotten how to test our own senses, and we pick up a thing, yogurt, on a day, and throw it out, even though it's absolutely fine. Veggies, the squishy lettuce, we meant to make salad, we forgot. This, the banana that's got black marks, just like in our Lenny book, that is so delicious for smoothies or for pancakes or for so many uses that we just toss out without thinking. And a banana, an apple, whatever it is, is not just the cost of that piece of fruit. There's energy, fuel, labor embedded in the cost. So we're never paying the full price of what it costs to produce. Speaking of the full, full price, and we will start talking about, <laughs> about the book in a minute, but um, what is the impact on the environment of this amount of food waste? So food waste is the third biggest reason for climate change wow. and for our challenges with the environment. Way, it's six times worse than plastic. Wow. And most people don't know that because now plastic, you know, everyone's talking about plastic, but food waste that we can control will fundamentally shift climate change if we can control it, which is why another reason why we thought a book like this was so important. Yeah, can I add, because when we talk about landfill, that conversation, you know, we often think about just stuff in our house, you know, like old car seats or, you know, all that junk that's in our garage, whatever. We don't actually think about food as part of the landfill equation often. Can you talk a bit and, about and that, that's, Ronnie? And that's exactly right. We, we're very aware of things, more aware of things now and trying to repurpose, recycle. 
but we toss out food and don't understand that, in fact, when it goes to landfill, that's what gives off methane gases. That's what causes this huge climate it change. It gets trapped effect. in the landfill and it can't decompose. So it's like a big problem. That is so fascinating because I would say a lot of parents, I know myself in particular, I rail against the amount of plastic yeah. that is produced yeah, totally. for toys. And even though people get, you know, they complain when one of the supermarket chains brings out some little plastic toy, yes. <laughs> we don't often, sometimes they listen to us, but what yes. you're talking about is something that we can bring into our own homes that we can control and make a huge difference. Absolutely. Every yep. day, because even things like Vegetables take a long time to decompose. You know, you think it's fine, it's natural, and I'm, I can just throw it away. But, but these things take years and years, and, and it's fundamentally what's causing one of our biggest problems. And I love that um, you have done a book for kids, <laughs> because if there's any one that is going to keep us honest in our households, it's children. Totally. Okay. So Jess, how did you come to approach this book and, and what was your thought process behind it? Well, you know, I'd had the idea, I'd had the inspiration like 10 years ago. Um, I was traveling in India and I'd heard this little parable from a teacher there that I'd visited. And it wasn't directly about the environment at all, but it had these characters of the ants, you know, these just resourceful little guys. And I loved it. And then when Ronnie was looking for something for Oz Harvest and wanting to commission a story and how could we, you know, tell this story, not in a heavy-handed way for children, like to keep it light and fun, but, you know, portray the information we needed to, I remembered that little parable that I'd heard all those years ago and I had adapted it completely. But I think using animal animals are so resourceful. You can't really find a wasteful animal and I think using an animal for a kid to tell, to give this message, to get this message across works. It was definitely my little boy, who's two and a half, and he loves this story. And it's so cool to see how books, you know, it really, he understands, he sees a black banana and he makes the connections. You know, that's, that's Lenny's black banana and we're not going to throw it out or whatever it is. It's like, it's so cool, you know. And powerful, mm. powerful message way to get across a very serious message, both to parents, but to embed it from a very young age in kids. And that's really, changing behavior is one of the hardest things for adults to do. And unless you find a way that is embedded and is, is easily adaptable, and somehow through this kid's story, although the story is quirky and it's funky, there is a very strong message here. Mm. And that's why I think the book works so beautifully because it's in rhyme. Kids can repeat it. They love it. And, and we're sharing it with a whole range of ages because of the message. Yeah. And you've also got this, um, what I love, I always think that the best picture books kind of educate parents at the same time. Yeah. Um, and you're, and, and children, I think, exist just to school us. And at the end, you've got these really cute little um, pictures of the ants and 
you've got recipes um, from the Harvester restaurant yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, about wh- what you can do. And then the next page has a, a little note for parents and teachers. So um, just quickly, in terms of recipes, what do you have a favourite thing that you do? You've mentioned, Ronnie, with black bananas, you can make a smoothie or a pancake. Yeah. Are there any things that you guys like to do with your veggies that are on the way out or fruit? Well, beautiful soups, beautiful frittatas. I mean, they they taste so delicious when you're using overripe fruit and vegetables. And that's when they really have the max flavor. So that's not the time to throw them out. It's the time to actually pack them in. Jesse, what's totally. your... Well, we know that Levy absolutely... Yeah, my little boy, adores. he's obsessed with those black banana pancakes (laughs) (laughs) so my mind all I'm thinking of is black banana pancakes that we just have and um, yeah it's so it's such an easy one to you know the bananas are always there they go black and then it's time to make these pancakes and I hate having the black bananas there so I love (laughs) knowing that you can do the (laughs) pancakes Um, and and also you were just talking about changing behaviour Ronnie you've got some tips here some easy things that families could start and schools could start to do to kind of incorporate um, uh, not incorporate, get rid of food wastage to start being a bit more efficient. Could you give us some tips just that people might be able to go on with? Yeah, well, our, our very easiest is our new mantra, and that is look, buy, store, cook. So actually, every time you're thinking of going shopping, look what's in your fridge, look what's in your pantry, look what's in your cupboards, and actually make a list, because then you're only going to buy what you need. Um, buy what you need and not what you impulse think oh I'll just grab an extra can of chickpeas in case and then you find it just adds to the 10 that already in the country (laughs) 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 and then store it properly you know if you're buying your herbs wrap them in cold in wet paper or in wet calico or cut them and use them like flowers and put them in a glass of water and they will last longer And then cook whatever you've bought and use the freezer as a pause button and absolutely use and cook leftovers because our other cookbook has got beautiful recipes of leftovers. Oh, what's the other cookbook? It's called Urban Harvest and that's our cookbook that 50 chefs gave us recipes using things, using leftovers. Oh, fabulous. Well, ladies, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you both. Thank you for coming in. You too. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for the opportunity because we really hope that both parents and kids can love this book as much as my little grandchild does and learn and shift behavior and be these beautiful citizens in our one, one only planet. Well, you've certainly done a good start to it, Ronnie. Jess, thank you so much. Thank you. That's Ronnie Khan, CEO and founder of Oz Harvest, and Jessica Chapnick Khan, who's the writer of Lenny and the Ants. We'll put links to where you can get a copy of Lenny and the Ants in the notes of this episode, and I'll also get a link for the Urban Harvest book because I think that sounds wonderful as well. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.